You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Oh, welcome to the Dr. Craig Shoemaker, Can I Help You? Normally we're on just audio, but today we're in our brand new studios. If you want to check this out visually, we might not want to for me, but you will for our guests because the beautiful Hillary Williams is here. And this is so exciting to have you here. Uh, and I just have to tell everyone right off the bat that you getting here, I have so much guilt on how much traffic you went through. Welcome to Los Angeles <laughs> from Nashville, Hillary Williams. Are you happy to be here now that you're finally here after you got to experience the L.A. traffic? Yes, I'm super happy to be here. <laughs> and I've experienced L.A. traffic before. Well, not yeah. like this. And you didn't know. You, did you know you were going this far? I felt so bad. No, I didn't. Oh, so when, we okay, booked, when we booked you from Nashville, it's like, sure, I'd love to see you, Craig. We're old friends. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, looking forward to doing the podcast that you haven't heard yet. You just downloaded it today, but yeah. I haven't listened yet. <laughs> so uh, she comes out here. And uh, I'm I am the guilt king. I have I can pick up guilt so easily. And you're not guilting me. You're just going ten minutes away. Uh oh, traffic had a big accident. Yeah. And now I'm like I'm playing the ways. I'm going. Oh, get off at Agora Road, and you'll take. And no, that's bad too, Craig. Yeah. So, and when dying. you call me this afternoon, you're like, oh, it's not that far. It's like 45 minutes. Yes. And I said my app is saying like over an hour. Well, that's because of traffic. I wasn't mm -hmm. counting on. I wasn't. And I was on the freeway when I said that. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. In my section, it wasn't. And right after me, apparently, some guy hit a barrel. <laughs> Thanks a pant load. Now he's ruining my entire day. I'm. 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 But. What I do is I absolve guilt, and I've never done it this fast in my entire life. You walked into my studio, and I said, hey, how would you like to be booked at Sunset Marquee? And you said, yes, absolutely. So we're we're talking about it right now, debuting. You have agreed to play the Sunset Marquee. I was on with the head of the hotel, very famous hotel. Yep. They have a book called If These Walls Could Rock, and we're doing a documentary about cool. it. Cool. Yeah. So I'm on with him, and I said, hey, uh, Hillary Williams is almost here. He goes, hey. Uh, I said, would you book her at your place? He goes, absolutely. Just give me the time and the day. And I gave him the time and the day. And you are going to be there, I believe, the first week in May. How exciting is that? Very exciting. So that absolved me of the guilt. And then it turns out that's where you're staying. <laughs> that's what took you yeah. an hour and a half to get from the Sunset Marquee. Yeah. So I called him and got you a little upgrade or maybe even free. Well, let's see what happens there. And I wasn't guilting you. I just like to no, let you people weren't. know I'm running late and what's going oh, on. Oh, you weren't at all. No, yeah. this is just... This is something I've lived with my entire life. <laughs> and I know you've lived with some stuff. Yeah. Give us, to start off, before we get into the albums and stuff like that, give us a little quirk that uh, you can let people in on, like a little neuroses or a quirk. You look like you're searching in the air for this answer. You must have something that you like work on. You go, man, I'm doing that again. I have uh, like a hundred <laughs> that could come oh off, roll off the top of my tongue. You can't think of well, one? Well, I overanalyze things. There you go. Yeah. So you overanalyze. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I think it's because I'm a Pisces and we Pisces overthink things. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I'm. You're talking to the wrong guy. I'm not an astrology guy. <laughs> I don't believe in astrology. I've always wanted to. Are you really into astrology? No, but I've like just started to learn it the past couple years, yeah. and the things it says about me, I'm like, oh, I'm all those things. You're. That's the idea. That's why I think it's all bogus because we all think they're all those things. Now, I am a Scorpio, mm -hmm. for instance. 
And you know what they say about Scorpios? What? Very sexual. That's the big reputation. Okay. Who's not going to take that one on? <laughs> Go, that's me. Because who doesn't like sex? Yeah. Right? Pisces, I know we're dreamers and um, we manifest oh, things. Oh, so you dream about sex. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're having it. I'm dreaming about it. <laughs> Hopefully you're not dreaming about my sex. <laughs> that would be a bad dream. No. Oh, if you could see that. Oh, you actually can see it if you're tuned into uh, our podcast. That's now a vodcast. She's waving that off going, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. So um, so you got in from Nashville. What's your purpose of being here in Los Angeles? Um, I'm out here doing press for my record that I put out last year. Mm-hmm. It's called My Lucky Scars. And I'm doing Fox tomorrow, and I'm doing the Hallmark Home and Family Show. Just telling my story and the horrible car wreck I was in 13 You're years You're doing ago. Home and Family? hmm yeah. Hillary, okay, we're filled with coincidences. This is happening on the spot. We already <laughs> had the time. sunset. This is real time. We already had the sunset marquee. Heather, you will not believe this. My friend just texted me because he can't make our golf outing because he's hosting the Home and Family. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at that. That's crazy. Is that crazy? This is two seconds ago. I, I go, what do you mean you're out for golf? And now I know why he's interviewing you. That is nuts. Yeah, I'm doing it Thursday morning. I've been flabbergasted what's before. Your, that's nuts. What's your friend's name? Rodney Pete. He's a football player. Okay. Ex-football oh God, player. You're making me cry. I'm laughing so hard. That is unbelievable. That I, I've, had, I've had a lot of coincidences. <laughs> it happens all the time, but not that fast. That was that's the sunset marquee happened within one second, and now you're going to be on with my friend. Who's by the way, the first thing you say to him when you're on the air, look, I know I'm here about my album. You should be golfing with Craig Shoemaker right now because you had it set up a week ago, Rodney. That is nuts. That's wild. So you're here promoting the album, and now I've told you when you got here, I could have brought my notes in with me, but mm-hmm. it's not kind of how we operate. And I've, yeah, I've got meetings and, you know, packing yeah. it all in. Yeah. but uh, that, And by the way, they will have the notes and they'll have cue cards, unlike me. I like to call it, call it organic. You could call it disorganized. So I, I just an organic flow. I and, love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know you love it. We've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. I stay at your house. Yeah. Took me to a great party last time. Yeah. I just found out I was corrected right before we came on. It's not Tanya Tucker. It's Tanya. 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 I can't even say it without sounding like uh, uh. All right. Oh, you, oh, we have our producers asking you to get a little more towards me. I oh, know closer? Little, yeah, okay. there you go. Let me get readjust. I, I hope they'll cut that. No, they don't cut that out. We're not cutting out anything. That's not how I roll. Do you know I've never edited one podcast? That's amazing. Not one word out of it. Probably will about a hundred times today because already you've gone into this thing going, What are you gonna say? Are you gonna be like one of those mean comedians that go, <laughs> Who are you talking to? We, well, my friend put the fear in me. But I was like, No, Craig's my longtime friend. He, right. He's not gonna attack me. Of course not. Yeah. Maybe that's a quirk we could talk about. Yeah. Do you really walk into something like that? Do you have like a fear that you will be attacked? No, I don't at all. Okay. Just with comedians. Just Just with comedians you know really well that would never do that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Makes no sense whatsoever. You pick people out in the audience. That's different. I have a microphone on stage and a performance. This is just the two of us chatting. A microphone (laughs) happens to be in front of us. And now we're on camera as well Mm -hmm. in our new studios here. So you're promoting this album. I love the title, by the way. Thank you. And and 
tell us how the title is related. It's probably one of the most directly related titles I've ever heard. Yeah, I named my record My Lucky Scars because <clears throat> my sister and I were in a horrible car accident in 2006, and I had 30 surgeries. I died twice, came back, had to relearn how to walk three times. Um, By the way, how do they teach you how to walk? Because I actually need that. I've never <laughs> been in an accident. Um, I, I have a, the worst walk in history. I learned how to walk in a pool, which was amazing because there's, you know, zero gravity in a pool. And okay. It was so relaxing to me, and... It's not hard on your joints, and um, that's that's how people relearn how to walk is in a swimming pool. And they have a uh, obviously you have a physical, the therapist, physical therapist working with you. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. What was that like? It was it was like step by step, centimeter by centimeter, and every day is you just make a little more progress. It must be so frustrating. Yeah, it was just wild because you think like, oh, you can just like get up and walk again, and you can't. You have to. I mean, your muscles have memory, but you literally have to retrain yourself how to walk. Wow. Because I broke everything from my waist down. In this car accident that took place how many years ago? Um, 13 years ago. I know this, by the way. I'm just, yeah. no one else does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes. just, just understand to go, I'm ready for you to go, I told you that, Craig. <laughs> you should know that already. But that's how it works is we have to say to the people, we have to describe your story, of which I do know a lot about, which is one of the reasons you're a guest. It's an amazing story of recovery and uh, triumph over tragedy. You were... Tell us about the day of the accident. Um, my sister and I were driving to our grandfather's funeral on our mom's side in Louisiana. It was a beautiful spring day. It was March 15, 2006, the odds of March. And um, <clears throat> I just glanced down for a second. We were on Highway 61, and there were terrible deep ruts in the road. And um, I didn't, This is in what state? Mississippi. Mississippi, And, you know, okay. Highway 61 is, like, famous for the blues and sure. crossroads and everything. And There's an album called Highway 61. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I glanced down for a second to change my iPod. Mm. <laughs> Those are not around anymore. But, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... Isn't that weird that an iPod would make you feel old? I know. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Know, like, totally. Really? Did you ever think when you're using an iPod for the first time, you're going... Someday this is going to be very old. This is going to be like 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 my uh, like my parents listening to a forty five yeah. record and putting a little chip in there. That's what this is going to be the equivalent of that. So your iPod, just for you kids out there, this is what we stored music mm-hmm. on. Yep. It was the first of its kind. From so, Apple, yeah. So you're searching this iPod for some new music. Yeah, and um, the road, like I didn't notice that the road was like there was a curve and there were deep ruts, and so. When I glanced down for a few seconds, it shifted um, my car in the gravel, and, um, you know, I freaked out, and my sister screamed, and I overcompensated and jerked the wheel real hard, and then we did a 360 in the middle of the road. One of the wheels came off. Jeez. We slid it across the highway, and we... You remember all this. Yes. And she does as it well. You like, both have the same exact story, well, right? Well, she um, went um, unconscious. Okay. But I remember everything... And we flipped in a uh, field four times and landed. The car was like on its right side, and mm-hmm. I was hanging in the air. There was a seatbelt holding me oh. in. I couldn't breathe. It was so tight. And then um, her arm was actually outside of, well, it was connected, but the car was on top of her arm mm. because the window had busted out. And you would think it would be decapitated and was mm. just broken. We had a lot of miracles. Um, <clears throat> a physical therapist, a truck driver, and a preacher. I'll stop to help us. Sounds like the beginning of a joke. (laughs) This physical therapist, a preacher, and a rabbi walk into a bar. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they found a dangling arm. <laughs> and I remember like I couldn't breathe and I kept wanting to go to sleep and the truck driver was rubbing my hand saying, honey, you got to stay awake. And I couldn't see. I thought I was permanently blind, but I had lost um, six pints of blood. So mm. it put me in temporary blindness. And um, I said, y'all got to push Your this. eyes are open now and you're seeing nothing. Yeah, it's black. Everything's black. Oh, that's frightening. For me. But I could hear Holly like talking. She couldn't, she didn't talk for like five minutes. And I was really worried. And then she you thought she might be dead. I thought she was dead. <clears throat> and then she was moaning. And then she said, where are we? And um, anyways, I told these people to push the car over. I said, I can't breathe. And they said, we can't do it. And I said, you have to try. And they pushed it over and it slowly came to the ground. So I know that they there... said we can't. And then they could. Yeah. Their adrenaline got. Popped so up. I know that there were angels there because mm. if you're pushing a car over, it's going to slam on the ground. And this was like slowly lowered to the ground mm. um and then the windshield caved in like a bayonet and was like an inch going through my sister's head and her head went through the sunroof a little bit and i broke my left collarbone my pelvis back tailbone ribs my colon ruptured broke both my hips shattered my right femur and had a compound fracture wow they said I shouldn't have lived over 20 minutes. You sound like you've got that down, by the way. You've got... <laughs> well, I've said it so many times for interviews. <laughs> you ever, um, do you ever miss any? Do you go, oh, I forgot the toe. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few things. There's so much that happens. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And the blindness, and it's all this, and you're losing blood. Yeah, losing blood. Now, at some point, I believe you died. Mm, I did. From losing all the blood. Yes. And, and I, I went to cardiac arrest. Yeah. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. My oh. blood pressure was fifty-five over nothing. Wow. Yeah. And you and did you? I died once, and I hovered over my body. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. So describe this death experience for people. Well, they had the jaws of life had to get us out. They put Holly and I on a separate stretcher. Are you conscious now, watching the jaws of life? Um. Yes, I okay. was conscious, and then. When they had me on the stretcher... Better um, than the jaws of death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glad um, they brought those jaws I in. I felt like I was drowning in a pool. I literally couldn't catch my breath. And there was like... It felt like a thousand pounds of bricks laying on top of me. And then I came out of my body and I saw like the overview of the, you know, the car and the ambulance and everything. And also... We had just filled up for gas, and they said that gas was pouring out of my car, and they were really worried it was going to explode. But yeah, like movies. They always yes. ex- it always explodes. you got to get get out of here. And it always explodes just in time. it had just rained for days, so the ground was wet and absorbed the gas. See, that was a little divine intervention, yes. too. A lot of these mm-hmm. things were in aligned with the divine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also, one of, somebody tried to pull me out, and the physical therapist said, no, don't pull her out. You could kill her. So I feel like everyone that was sent had mm. a divine appointment. Wow. And then, um, including the minister, yes. And did the minister speak to you in in terms? Oh, of, I remember uh, her like praying and saying, "Jesus, you know, please save these girls and help us." And she was shouting and everything. You know, not to make a joke, but it would have been too funny if you went, "I'm a Jew, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to transfer." So, so and then, well, I remember also a faceless angel came to take my hand. Mm. The angel had no face and a white um, gown on. And um, 
Yeah, we went on up to heaven, and I saw my grandparents, Hank and Audrey Williams. I never wow. knew them because they. Died. I never mentioned that in your intro because I was just trying to get into the Hank Williams. Oh yes. Hank Williams is your grandfather. Hank Williams Jr. is your father, father. Mm -hmm. and uh, that's a whole other story we'll get into because I was not aware of this because I'm Philadelphia. I grew up, you know, listening to Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin. And so Hank Williams wasn't really on my radar until yeah. we became friends 10 years ago. And he really is. He's the he is the guy mm -hmm. in country music. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all over. You walk anywhere in Nashville and he's... So you're like, you're royalty. Yeah, people say I'm country music royalty. Country music royalty. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, he's like the Elvis of country. Yeah. Yeah, so... We'll get back to that, to the country. So you see actually your grandfather and your grandmother mm -hmm. in this. And are they are they saying, uh, what's up? They were young. <laughs> what I mean, what, like what she, do they say to you? I remember she had like bright red lipstick on and um, a navy and white polka dot dress. And he had on a white suit and a white hat. And they walked up to me and gave me a huge hug. And No way. And Merle Kilgore, he wrote Ring of Fire mm -hmm. with uh, June Carter Cash. And... He was best friends with Johnny, and he was my dad's manager for many years. And I saw him in heaven and Johnny Cash he, in June. No. And Johnny and June were my dad's godparents. So Johnny Cash was, was passed away by this point. Yeah, he passed okay. away a couple Maybe years before. Maybe 04 or something like yeah. that. Okay. And then Merle and had he died. he sang Ring of Fire. Mm -hmm. It was written by. So they're all there. Yes. To greet you. Yes. There was no and there, Johnny and I have this. There was same no birthday. other types of music. There was no yodelers. I mean, this is all well, there all people, country music people. No, there was other people sitting in the circle too. I didn't know. And then it was the most amazing music I have ever heard. Like nothing you've heard on earth. It was just all these voices and different harmonies mm. and just <clears throat> absolutely incredible. And I saw a mansion that looked like it was made up of gold and diamonds that was shining so bright. You ever think about how amazing that is, the people that you would meet? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I went up there, there would be my grandmother with reefer, you know, smoking. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle chugging a beer. Yeah, that's 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 my royalty that I come from. <laughs> just So just think how fortunate you are when you do die, which will be someday, and mm -hmm. you've already died already. Look, I, look at the greeting you get. Well, how many people have Hank very... Williams hugging them when they die? <laughs> I was very happy there. I was, there was so much peace and joy there, mm. and I didn't want to come back. And I remember my grandparents gave me a huge hug. And you don't talk there. Like, you talk through your emotions. You don't say actual words. And um, they turned around. He put his arm around my grandmother. They turned around, and I came right back, and I felt like he sent me back, like, no, it's not your time. Mm. Yeah. Then when I was sent back, same thing. Same words. Mm. Not your time. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange to come back too, yeah. because then you come back into it's. I don't know if it's your experience. You come back into this reality. You're in your body again, yeah. but you still are somewhat there. Yeah, you're st you're still in surreal world, combined with sounds like a bad MTV show. <laughs> surreal world combined with <laughs> this this. Where am I? You know, you're mm -hmm. still where am I? You're come. So you came back to consciousness. Where were you when that happened? I was still in the field on the stretcher, and they gave me the stuff they were testing it. I think it was 17 hospitals at the time called polyheme and it was um, old blood um, that was revived and they were trying to use it in Iraq and places like that where it didn't mm -hmm. have to be refriger refrigerated and they gave that to me <clears throat> that also brought me back and intravenously they, they gave it yeah to you. and they, they said a lot of people it didn't work for but it saved my life 
I say intravenously, like you swallowed it. You know? Yeah, and then <laughs> no. they put me on the yeah. cover of USA Today because they're like, oh, she was used as a guinea pig, but I would no rather way. something be used on me that's going to and it did try to save me, and it worked. Yeah, they should use you. You should do commercials for them. I don't yeah. know that oh, they... I don't think the FDA, don't they... FDA ever approved it. No. Yeah. Well, you, there's one... I'm, bef- I'm behind Big Pharma there. <laughs> Normally, I'm not, but that sounds like a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe sometimes they don't want cures. Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Like I don't. I, I don't raise money for cancer. Mm-hmm. I won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I said they have enough. Yeah. <laughs> How many cancer benefits have we done? Right. Yeah. You've yeah. probably done a number of them. Yeah. Where's the damn money going? Mm-hmm. You know they have a cure. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had type one diabetes. You know, for uh, let's see, since I was eight years old. No. For thirty-two years. Is that inherited? They yeah they is say it DNA is thing? but no one in my family has it unless my grandfather had it. When you were in heaven, you should have said thanks for the diabetes, Grandpa. <laughs> really appreciate that. I know I have your hat and your couple other artifacts. Thanks for the diabetes. <laughs> I'd rather trade in your your goodies for for a cure for this. So you so you have to. Um, I noticed before we you had a cookie, which mm-hmm. means you have to shoot yourself with something. Yeah. What is it? Um, insulin. Hem- insulin. Yeah, hemolog. Yeah. It's the short-acting insulin, and then okay. you take the long-acting insulin at night. So you say you died twice. Was it the same day? or, did, or... No. Um, the third day when I was in surgery, um, they were working on my bones and everything, and they said I got a blood clot, and they had to shut everything down, and it was real, like, touch and go. I don't remember seeing anything that time and dying and all that, but they said I died and came back. Again. Oh, they said it. This the doctors. Time. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have like another. I didn't have an family experience. reunion. <laughs> no, I think of better family reunions. How about, some, like how about some fried chicken here? Are my guardian yeah. angels and like yeah, watching over me and protecting. And me. they still do. Yes. Right. So you you have that feeling that you're going through life and you and even when you're having stress or doubt or something, you feel like these angels are with you yeah. to go to. Do you speak to them? You know, kind of on a regular basis now when I you do. are in a bit of stress. Now you do. Yeah. As opposed Just, to. I mean, well, after seeing them in heaven, I don't know. I feel like I have a relationship with them now. Oh, that you have the, you'd speak to them now since 2008 or 2006 yeah. when this happened. I mean, happened. I know that yeah. co- probably sounds a little kooky, but. What? It, just, look, you know. you're on my show. <laughs> Let's just say that's kooky. You drove but, all you this know, way. My dad was in a horrible mountain fall in 1975, fell 500 feet down a mountain. Um, Head first, hit a boulder, and he should not be alive. It's a miracle. So, and if, didn't your didn't your grandfather also passed away in a car wreck? He, no, he had a um, heart attack at twenty nine. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was a car wreck. Mm-mm. He died in the back seat of car, his car. Okay, yeah. okay, then that's what I remember. All right, so I'm actually scared just being here with you. A little <laughs> accident. I'm glad these walls are padded. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, that's. There's a lot. And, and how did your sister turn out? What happened with her with the accident? Great. I mean, her arm was she, just broken, but so she, she had less injuries. Yeah, way less injuries. But they always say the driver gets the brunt of it, and I was the driver. Do you two? Uh, I'm not to bring up something bad, but do you two ever argue over who got in the accident, whose fault it was? Oh no, no, no. But my, you don't. No, and my mom said I don't remember saying this, but she said that when I was in the hospital, you know, on all the painkillers and everything, I was doped up, and she said that I. I said that I felt guilty like I had caused the accident. And right. I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When you were on the painkillers. Yeah. When you came off, then you blamed her? No. I'm no, no, no. Okay. I'm like, so there's well, no, I mean, there's, her there's... scream did 
scared the shit out of me. Right. Sorry, I didn't. I don't know if I'm supposed to curse. No, you can just say whatever you but, want. But um, but no, I'm not blaming her. It was just like a lot happened in 30 seconds. Sure. You know, your life just. And when you two are eyes. recreating the, the this past almost tragedy, you both are in pretty much alignment of what happened, and there's no blame. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, there's no blame. And the crazy thing, I kept having these warnings, like not to go. I felt really uneasy about it, but I was like, I can't miss my grandfather's funeral. And then Holly was um, supposed to go on tour in Germany, and it was all set up. And my sister doesn't like to fly on small planes. My dad was going to fly as private with him. And she refused to get on the plane. And so we were having to drive eight hours down to the funeral and basically go to the funeral, turn around, come back to Nashville oh. the next day. So, okay. I'm blaming her. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's amazing that you two get along so well. You're, yeah. You know, we've, not, we've never even discussed that. That's interesting. No. Yeah. Oh, my. Now I feel like I'm going to get a first here. I'm going to have her on here. And she's never blamed me, like, oh, you caused this car right. accident. Right, that's what I'm saying. You it, didn't blame well, her. No, it was the road that caused the car that's accident. That's a whole other thing than my family. My sister won't speak to me because of a Facebook post, <laughs> let alone <laughs> that I grabbed the wheel with an iPod well, or whatever. <laughs> that next year, Morgan Freeman had a wreck in that same area. Oh, that's right. Do you remember that? Oh, do I remember that? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I was driving down Highway 61. In Clarkstown. One mile away in Clarkstown. Hey, that's where he's from. And then I took a dive and almost died. Does that sound crazy. like Morgan Freeman? <laughs> My grandfather, you know, it just passed, and I didn't see him in heaven, but I was only there briefly. Well, obviously. Yeah. And now you're here. Now you're here. This is heaven. Yeah. But he came to see me every night. He would come to me mm. in my dreams. Wow. And he was speaking to you? Yeah. Same voice that you would have heard? And he, yeah. Did he ever sing? You're cheating hard or oh, no, something? No, no. This I'm sorry, my mom's dad would oh. come to see me in my oh. dreams every night. Oh, okay. So I felt like he just knew and he was comforting me and we would have these real conversations. So you have your album titled It's it's because of this accident. You, yeah. I'm I mean, I'm grateful for the scars on my body cuz it kept me alive and it's God's saving grace. Well, not only that, it's it's inspiring because of what you have been through. This is the biggest obstacle you could have is death. Mhm. And you made it through this death, and you're on the other side of it. Now, a lot of your music is inspired from this. Yeah. Listen, I don't have to tell oh. you as an artist, the tragedies are the best way to write. Well, I don't think you even know this, but the day Holly and I got in the wreck, my attorney was out here in Los Angeles shopping for me a record deal with big record companies. And what happened to that? Well, nothing, because he said, I know you were going to get a deal, but, you know, I got in that wreck, which was... So that took Critical you... Critical condition. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's, but I'm saying that record deal, didn't it just go on pause or are they... Well, no, I never like got the record deal. He was just like going for meetings that day out here oh, I with see. the company. And now you have a record deal and your record came out. Oh, I'm doing it independent. Well, that's a yeah. record deal. Yeah. That's how we do deals now. <laughs> yes. Everybody goes independent now. Yeah. There's no more big record contracts. No. I'm, I'm a female hustler. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I would have known that. <laughs> We'd have a whole other show, Hustler. No, not like that. Just saying. You yeah, know. you're hustling for a buck. Yeah, you know, but, entrepreneur. Well, that's that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, that's how we have to do it now. This mm -hmm. is the way artists have. It's come. Looks, listen. A lot of people don't understand that there are countless stories, and I'll bet you have one mm -hmm. or two because you have two famous, you have father and grandfather, mm -hmm. famous musicians. Yeah. 
There are too many stories of someone else taking their money. Do they also have that that happened to either one of them or both of them? Where, you know, there's this, obviously they have a lot of residual money that comes in or a lot of deals. And they always find out about the shady manager, the shady accountant. I know my dad, he's had, you know, people that have stolen from him. Yeah. You, shady people. It's in millions. Yeah. I don't, th I don't think he's experienced millions, but he's experienced a few hundred thousand. Oh, okay. And yeah. that money could have been yours, too. <laughs> <laughs> that he could produce another album. So, the, uh, But my dad's very supportive. Some of the songs that are on the album, tell us about some of the, uh, like the two. If I were to buy your 45, <laughs> not to use the old reference, <laughs> give me the A side and the B side, the two favorite songs of yours, and wh what are they about? Uh, well, I love Angel Take My Hand. I wrote that with Heather uh, Morgan, Ross Copperman. They're really big songwriters, producers in Nashville. And, uh, you know, I told them about the wreck and the faceless angel coming to take my hand. They're like, oh, my God, we're writing Angel Take My Hand. It's just really beautiful. It has beautiful mandolin and um Oh, I love mandolin. I had I hired these three girls in Nashville who are amazing. It sounds like a full choir in the background. It's just like a very spiritual moving song. A lot of people don't realize Nashville is the spot for music now. Oh yeah. I mean, I know it's called Music City. I guess they do realize it, but <laughs> it really people move there. I oh, mean, yeah. I know John Oates from Hall and Oates, he mm -hmm. moved there and Joe Crow. And uh Kevin Cronin, Mario Speedwagon was there for a little while because the songwriters are there. Yep. And that's where the key is to, by the way, they make all the money. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? They don't have to tour. <laughs> they don't have to tour. They don't do anything. They can they sit can, at home and eat bonbons, eat bonbons all day and just collect cash. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I wish I was a songwriter. My friend Lindy, you should look her up, by the way. I should introduce you. Cool. Huge songwriter, Lindy Robbins. And she started by just doing tiny little bars with me. You know, we would hang out and it's a little section of West Hollywood and just worked this place to call the Rose Tattoo. And I was she wanted to be a performer and mm -hmm. she was a performer. And she finally got to that point where she went, you know what? The money's in writing. And wow, she's got hit after hit after hit. You should look her up cool. after yeah. I should have well, her on the show. Lady too. Gaga did a lot of the songs from um a Star is Born soundtrack with Nashville writers. She, right. She wanted to work with Nashville people. Exactly. Yeah. Now ha have you um have you do you go to writers or do you, how does the writing process work for you? Um, well, some of them I personally know, so I just reach out to them and we set a date and you know get together and write. How does that work? I mean, you sit down and you say, okay, here's the topic, and you throw things around, and suddenly some yeah, melody some, comes well, to you. Well, sometimes it just happens organically, like in conversation, or you have song titles written down and. You know, Organically, that's what I. That's how this show is. Yeah. Let's come up with a topic. Yeah. Maybe we can write a song well, like, on the air right Je now. We, we, you Steele. and I can write a song together right now. <laughs> it could be called "Stuck in Traffic." <laughs> it could be called "The Guilt Monster." We could call it <laughs> anything we want. Just to have an organic song that takes synchronicity. Place. Synchronicity. How about that? The, there's, there's, of all the craziness. The sunset. Yeah, that's what it should be called. Yeah. All right. Let's try to write it. Here we go. I showed up for my friend. Didn't know what. <laughs> Come on now, you do the second. Oh my god! You should do the second ver the second line, and I do the first line. That's how it works, isn't it? Isn't that how you all write? Yeah. Is that how you write? Well, no, it just. I don't. There's no like real formula to it. <laughs> it happens again and again, many times with my friend, and I am just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't 
know how to write songs. I'm hoping you, you help just, me here. You just start, you just know, start... writing down lyrics, and then okay. you kind of... It's kind of um... like joke writing. You come up with the, to- the yeah, topic, yeah. and then you extend it, and then you... Well, try... like, one of my most favorite songs on my album is Bedside Manor. I wrote Natalie Hemby, huge songwriter in Nashville, and... um. She was naming off titles, and I, and she said, I've always wanted to write a song called Bedside Manor, but no one's wanted to write it with me. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that title. I just thought it was, like, really cool and different and interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting. So that's the A side. What's the B side that you're fond of? Um, I did a cover of Joni Mitchell's song, River. <gasps> really? Because I'm obsessed how, with Joni. And how does that work? How do you get that song on your album? You have to you, pay I mean, the mechanicals? That, yeah, I just it, have to pay the mechanicals. But you don't have to get permission or anything. What? Yeah. You can cover. So I can cover any song. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's already been recorded and put out, so it's They should do that domain. with comedians. Like, you know, just go to Chris Rock album. Chris Rock's album. <laughs> I don't need permission. Yeah. You just I didn't, have to pay I didn't the do it, but I understand. I just, just get up and do Chris Rock, Chris Rock's act. Like, uh, so, like, uh, Joker Roki. It would be kind of like Joker Roki. You could just, uh, you, but you'd perform it differently. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just find this whole process fascinating. And how much immersed are you in it? I mean, do you really, do you write every day? Do you, you know, what do you? How does your process work? I have like things that just hit me driving down the road. I use my voice memo on my phone. I just sing into my phone. Oh yeah, those days have changed too. We used to have have a separate recorder. Now we have it on our phone. Isn't that awesome? We use the little tape recorder. No, this little tape (laughs) and you have to rewind. (laughs) Was that where I was? Mm -hmm. Drove me nuts. It was like Mr. Phelps from Mission Impossible. Like when we would write songs, we were recorded on the tape recorder. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I. One thing I wanted to talk about that um, you were, this is called Can I Help You, okay. by the way. That's the name of the oh, podcast. Oh, yes, I knew that, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've actually, people don't know this, um, maybe you could describe it, so I'm not talking about it. It sounds like I'm bragging. Although it didn't work really well when outside here when I said, yeah, you know, I'm a psychic. And I thought you were going to tell Heather and Ryan outside, I thought you were going to go, oh, yes, he's very good. And you just go, yeah, he is. <laughs> Wasn't a very good endorsement, <laughs> but I've done some readings with you yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can talk about some of your experience I just in can't, that. You can't the remember. Is, is I can't so... remember the readings. Oh, really? Yeah. You do remember connecting to what I was saying, though. No, I do. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is it's something. But you didn't. You didn't really say like what's going to happen in the future. No, you, that's you not were what just I do. Saying like no. what's happening now. The ones who do that, by the way, are frauds. <laughs> <laughs> the future, like they're looking at a ball. Because it can change at any minute. Nothing's guaranteed. Absolutely. But I think people do like psychics, though, so they can lock into something. It's almost yeah. like a trust thing. They're not trusting their own instincts, yeah. which ironically, that's what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. is bring out your own instincts and your own psychic mm-hmm. ability. I'm trying to access that. Yeah. I think Ryan's walking in. Oh, Ryan, he, he, perfect timing if Ryan does walk in. Ryan O'Quinn, who's been a guest on my show, he's my partner, actually. Ryan's my per- producing partner here at the studios, even though he never introduces me as that. Mm-hmm. I, I, did you psychically know I was going to walk in? I did. Although <laughs> I, I, I psychically knew you were going to walk in, and Heather this. told me. Why are we sharing this? We, we're just going to share it. I feel like a rock guy now. We share the microphone. I always wonder if, they, if they're bothered by one another's <laughs> breath. Now I'm, compl- I'm completely paranoid about my breath. 
I, you, I, I'm the one who should be paranoid. Wait, let's practice. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, this isn't going to be pleasant. <laughs> we're going We're going to a... Why are you not on one of them? We have four microphones I in here. I know that, but if, if we toggle it on, I told her I didn't want to screw anything up. So if we toggle it on, I don't want to ruin... I don't want to like stop and have to. As opposed to different. right now, this is much better, don't you <laughs> this think? This is a much better ruining, much better ruining than, than, than the alternative. <laughs> I don't think it's ruining. It is ruining. It's ruining our. We had what? a flow. What is she talking to us? Toggle them on if you can. Give, give, oh no, we'll share. Look, where he's here. It's a heartwarming. I'm, I'm literally, right I'm now. literally booting him out. By the way, you're about 20 minutes early. We're, we're pretending we're gonna. We're so honest on this show. So if you're listening, we're going to pretend that Ryan walked by. But I said, walk by with 10 minutes left. So that means I know when 10 minutes are left. He walks in, of course, Mr. Showbiz. He's got to be on camera. He walks in. He walks in. He walks in. He walks in 40 minutes early. All right, Ryan. You're at, you're at you're at almost forty minutes right now. No. Yes. Seriously. Oh my God, it's flying by. How, how, how long is it? Okay. All right. Thirty-seven so, minutes. All right. I might all right, need I, to come back for another one. I sit corrected. Yeah. Now that Ryan just bursted in here, <laughs> but Ryan and I do have a story that I was leading into. Oh, cool. That Ryan can actually, Ryan Ryan uh, Ryan can actually uh, kind of like do the attest thing on this story. Go on. So we're invited. We're in Nashville doing a movie, Ticket to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I were in this movie. Ryan had a giant part, and I was there for a stopover. So, uh, and I stayed with Hillary, and I introduced you guys. Yep. And then she invites us to Tanya Tucker's 60th, 60th birthday, birthday party. party. Yes. It was the veritable who's who of country music. Exactly. Everybody. And, and yeah. it was so Hollywood. Oh. It was Hollywood with a country accent. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> and, way to put it. It's exactly right. So Hollywood that she showed up eh, probably three hours late to yeah. her own party. Yeah. At yeah. least. It was, it, it, was, it was amazing to me how, how she, uh, we're getting instructions in our ear, by the way, to, uh, from Ryan's wife in, in, in the other room. So so now I know you're working on Ryan's angle because you want it to be perfect. Getting my face to show. Oh, okay. Apparently, it's all about you. All right, so we'll go cheek Supermodel to cheek. Supermodel angle. She, <laughs> both of us. Both. We have two she spotlight both hogs. Of us are trying to hog this spotlight. is the first time ever we've done video, and here we have two spotlight hogs. There is, by the way, Heather, you have to attest to this. There is no one worse than Ryan when it comes to selfies what? and. See, you cannot Run say me. Money. You cannot That's say your new show, Spotlight Hogs. There is not. Listen, I, I that. I'll <laughs> go. I will go toe to toe. Who's way worse with the selfies than Ryan is clicking away at should, all times? We should look at the last one hundred on Instagram and just see who okay. has the most selfies. We'll do that. Not, not. Oh, I will definitely win that one. I, I have my know. kids are on there all the time. Your kids are on there, but it's with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's always with you. It's there. It's there. It's, it's, well, Ryan anyway. does a lot of selfie videos. Right. I notice when you're driving. So I've done well, zero. True. Of those. And he called yeah. me out the other day about driving with my son. Yeah, he's a he, literally a five year. Old is I'm in the not passenger a five year old. He's, he's basically six. 19. <laughs> he's six. He's about 12. And years he's old. in the seat with no car seat in the passenger he's seat. He's so Gosh. tall. It, no, it's It fine. doesn't matter. It's illegal. No, it's it's either. Height meanwhile, or I'm calling weight. him out. I'm calling him out as I'm driving with my daughter <laughs> on my lap. So back to Tanya Tucker. I'm a big, uh, big hypocrite. So we go to this party, and Ryan and I are there visiting from California. Hillary takes us there. We had our we were your escorts. Both what did that yes. feel like, by the way? Amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, I had two good-looking men with me. And we made Getty images. On, it just said, 
your name, my name, and her name, and no no explanation. We just we were on. Un- oh, I didn't <laughs> even I, know that. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't either, but only Ryan would know that <laughs> because he, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, that Google search was long and hard. Full disclosure, I reposted it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guarantee he's get where's my Getty image. Oh, oh, of course. Uh, By the way, this is the first that Hillary and I are both knowing about it. Okay, Instagram. Uh, why don't you share that with us? Yeah. So I we go. You both. Go ahead. We go to this party, and and I quite frankly didn't know who most of the people were, but when they performed, I did recognize the songs. Yeah. Who were the two brothers? They were Everly Brothers, not the uh, Everly Brothers. No, they, um, the Doobie Brothers. No, not no. the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> the Bellamy Brothers. The Bellamy, Bellamy, Bellamy Brothers. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> They look nothing like Bill Bellamy, though. They were very white. No, t- different Bellamy I don't think family. They were, I don't yeah. think that was the same Bellamy family. So so Ryan and I are there, and Ryan loves to work a room, too. And I am the opposite. I'm a shy guy. I mostly sat yeah, with you. Yeah, we sat in the corner. Yeah, we were in the corner. But the difference is, and I know where you're going Don't put story. Hillary in the corner. We did. Yep. So. But, the, but the difference is, he said earlier he's from Philly, but I know from country music. Like, I oh, was true. completely st- – it's, it's – I'm low to be starstruck, but I'll just say it. I was yeah. completely starstruck. I stood there and had a. I mean, I knew we were doing a film with T. Graham Brown, so I got to meet him on this on the show. But I was. Com- I looked around and, like I said, it was a who's who of country music, and I was so in awe of the people that were there. It was totally lost on Craig until well, you saw someone. Oh, and David them. Allen Coe was there. David Allen Coe was there. Yeah. All people I don't know, but I was there with <laughs> Hillary Williams. That's all I cared about, my friend Hillary, and I felt like a, almost like a your manager. I was starting to get pissed. Yeah. So I was like representing her. I'm going, um, <clears throat> excuse oh, yes, me, uh, right. uh, Miss Williams was supposed to be on three hours ago. <laughs> so I, was. I was so codependent <laughs> trying to t- save you. You were supposed to be on. I think you were four hours late I finally was. getting on. But because all the, the guest stars, all the guest stars and everything. And we were, Ryan and I were in the front row like two groupies, <laughs> the people that were left. Well, that was the night that, that Tanya kissed me in the mouth. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, I got a selfie of that. I helped her off stage and she... She planted she one on him. Saw the need to thank me. <laughs> and, and every day since he's, he's been going, Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a pink? Come here, Tanya. I'll give you another wet one. Oh, highlight oh of my God. career. So that was a good highlight for you. I, I was there to witness that. That's fantastic. I felt like the fluffer, the clean fluffer <laughs> in country music. So I, I have only two people that I want to meet in life. One is Bruce Springsteen. And the other is Buck Brannaman. I mean, who in the hell has Buck Brannaman on I their list? Him too. So I watched the movie Buck, and I, and I read his book, and I just he's original horse whisperer, and I am fascinated by this guy. I tried to have him on my podcast about six years ago, and I couldn't get a hold of him, and I said, eh, I'll just let this one go. Keep it as a dream. And this woman I'm speaking to, she goes, Buck Brannaman's behind you. I'm going... <laughs> Here's all these big country stars I could give two crap. And I'm going, Brandon, he doesn't have a very good name for a stutter. I couldn't, there he was standing right next to me. So what happened was, and he was talking to Hillary, right? Yes, he was talking to Hillary. And Hillary's grandfather is, he's a huge fan of your grandfather and your father. Huge. So this guy, he so the, him, he's talking to a star. He doesn't want to talk to anyone else. Yeah, he was focused. He was let he alone was her in the let eye. Let alone some idiot that can't say his name because I'm stuttering. He has no idea who I am. At that point, you were starstruck, and then I walked up, and you were, you know, you were trying to. to I wasn't get his starstruck attention. by well, you. I was trying what's, to by me. <laughs> what's that? I was trying to introduce you to him. Right, and then and when you, you did. 
but, but he, he was not interested. He went right mm-hmm. back to your conversation yeah. until Ryan intervened. For yeah. once, Ryan. For once, Ryan intervened on my part. Usually, <laughs> it's like, can I tell you about the time I was on nine hundred two one? Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, Bless his heart. No, he was on nine hundred two one zero. Okay. Talking about Luke. I, I wasn't yeah. talking about Luke. I was talking about your reference tonight. So now, by the way, are you going to back off on that reference when you're telling people your credits? So that, Did you I mention? Yes, he has to give I was it. in love with Luke. I always He's wanted to meet him. By the way, really nice guy. Ryan will tell I, you, oh, too. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a total only the good die young. Yeah. Oh. So let's not bring this yeah, down. Let's, okay, let's, let's bring it back to let's Buck Branham. I, I, by the way, Buck Branham is above Luke Perry for me, just to kind of relate the whole story. So, so I did, wanted to meet the guy. So he, so she it was blew trying, me off. By the way, did she, you know that part? She did he did blow you off? But it's because he didn't hear your name. Like he, there was conversation. Yeah, he didn't it was hear, loud. It's so loud. He didn't well, plus hear your he was name. numb to it because of you. He just no, wanted he to talk to you. No. Well, and that's you also, the truth. And you Ryan also had a beard. Let's be honest. Most people don't recognize you. No, that has nothing to do. No, anyway, but Ryan, people are big as fans are peeing next to me they don't know it's me okay they don't know it's me i'm literally i peed after shows and people have no clue well all right so anyway hold on i'm gonna switch you mics go, you, oh you are you're going oh thank god no oh, oh. 40 oh not no, mike four no. 44 minutes she said <laughs> mike four so so anyway so there was a lull in the conversation and i turned to buck Branneman and i said oh, yeah, that's my my business partner craig shoemaker and then at that moment, everybody else in the room was completely chopped liver. And he said, "The I won't say the expletive, but he said, the love master. And then he made a beeline to you and started quoting love master lines mm-hmm. and said, the guys and I, when we're on the ranch, all we do is quote from your, from your stand-up. And he went on and on and on. And at that moment, he turned and he couldn't believe that he was in the presence of Craig Shoemaker, at which point Hillary and I went back and got another drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now he and I are in this. two adults meeting each other. I, I, right. And we were bonded because we have a very similar background. He's gone through pain. You know, it was amazing. And now we're, thanks to you, Hillary, by accident, he is now my really good friend. I'm trying to book myself in Wyoming. Awesome. Want to I play hope... golf with you? He's oh, a big buddy. No, he's coming out next month. Oh, <laughs> I didn't tell you about that. We might let you play with us. <sighs> All right. Let me close this down with her, okay? Ryan? Sounds good. All right. Ryan, Ryan O'Quinn, everybody. You can listen to him in episode three in the car. <laughs> Check out my selfies. Ryan O'Quinn official. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, this went by really fast. It did. So part of my guilt is I'm going to take you to dinner. You're going to meet my family. Mm-hmm. Meet my kids, uh, two of the kids and my wife, and we're going to go out to dinner, and you're here with your publicist. Another crazy synchronicity (laughs) is a guy that works for me and opens for me. His name's Sam Goldstein, and that's her name, too. Samantha Goldstein. Right. Yeah, so we have all these crazy connections. So are you touring now with your album? Um, I'm just doing one-off shows right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I did War Memorial Auditorium a couple weeks ago in Nashville. It's beautiful. Old auditorium. I did the famous Bluebird Cafe last week. What is um, your goal in music? Um, I just want to touch people and be an inspiration and, you know, my music to help them if they're going through a I just hard watched time. the Michael Jackson documentary. You might not want to uh, lead with the I want to touch people. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, not literally. You're taking down a dark path. <laughs> it's a comedic path. I know you're <laughs> afraid of my jokes. Oh, there was one. <laughs> Is he no. gonna? Is he gonna attack me? I go, Hillary. I've known you for ten years. I'm gonna attack you all of a sudden, just as soon as you have a microphone in front of you. So, I, okay, I understand. And I, I just 
I really love to sing. I don't know. Ever since I was little, my mom and my dad always said I had p- perfect pitch. And my mom was like, when you were six months old, you would do oohs and ahs from the crib. And they were like really pretty and in tune. And it's just in me and in my blood. It's in your blood. And I, do you think that's, do you think pitch and tone are actually in DNA? Yes, I do. Wow. Because my half-brother, Sam Williams, he's 21 now. He's getting into music, and he has an amazing voice. And it's, you're just born with it sometimes. I I have no confidence because I wasn't born into it, but mm-hmm. people have told me I've been leads in plays and stuff. But I don't know what my natural voice is, except for when I sing to my daughter, when I sing her to sleep. Mm-hmm. Want to harmonize and sing to her? I, <laughs> I'll play this to her. You know Hush Little Baby? Oh, oh I was yeah. hoping you did. But I mean, I've never known how to harmonize. You're looking for some note that's well, an off well, note. I can't harmonize either. You're not a harmonizer? No. My, oh, my I guess old Hank either. didn't pass that one down to you. Yeah, learning <laughs> harmony is hard. I mean, if someone tells me what to sing, I can do it, but it just naturally does not come oh, for me. Oh, some people are so but good at it. I bet you Ryan O'Quinn. Ryan O'Quinn can dance, and I bet you can harmonize, can't you? No. Oh, dance. you can't either? I know you can dance. Can My mom is an amazing singer. She can do harmony really well, and she actually sang harmony on Mama's Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. She sang harmony? Yes. So your mom mm-hmm. is also a singer? Yeah, and that was organic, too. She was in the studio with my dad, and he was hanging out with Waylon Willie, and mm-hmm. one of them said, hey, we need a backup singer. Do I love that you're on a first-name basis. You know, it's not Cher. <laughs> you got to give the last name, okay? Sorry, Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. Okay, some of us don't know that. And, um... And then my dad was like, oh, Becky can do it. And she did the oohs and ahs. And then she's like, I didn't know it was going to become this huge, iconic song one day. That and sure did. Yeah. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Daddy's going to buy you a mockingbird. That's good. If that mockingbird don't sing, daddy's going to bu- Come on, sing with me. I don't know the words of that song. Oh, no. I was hoping that I would. it would be so cool to play it for her. What's, when an- we're- what's another one? Oh, you mean another a birds don't sing? He's gonna but no, never. <laughs> you mean another lyric to the song? That's what I sing to my daughter every night. Aww. Yeah, it's it's so cool. So, by the way, do you want to have kids? I don't mean with me. I, I mean I'm, <laughs> that wasn't um, a proposition. <laughs> yeah, I would like to. I mean, I'm getting on up there in age, so I have a small window left. Didn't you just have a birthday I just and a big 40, one? Forty. Yeah. Forty. That's a big one. Yeah. And did you have a celebration? I, I think did. I was I had invited. A big party in Nashville. I was invited, but mm-hmm. I I knew that I couldn't make it. Yeah. But so that already happened. Yeah, it was February twenty sixth. Now, th- was your party star studded like the Tanya Tucker party? No. Oh, you didn't make it like that. No, I you didn't. just did like good friends just and good stuff. Friend. I mean, there were a couple of people there, but no, it was good friends. Do you find yourself? Um, here's an odd question. And you're one of the only people I can ask this question, except for Lisa Marie Presley. Do you find that some people might be getting to know you because of your lineage? Yes, I've had that happen to me. And you're sensitive to it. And I I didn't really uh, find out till later, but then once I realized that they were using me for a reason, I cut them out of my life. Yeah. When do you find that out? I mean, do you find out way down the line, or have they done something to you that you discover? Yeah, they've done something to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, don't, so you, weird, you, don't, like, you don't you don't have a ton of money, so no, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, they, I mean, no, they didn't steal money. Or oh, anything, good, yeah, like, yeah. So, folks, if you're listening, by the way, I know her really well. She doesn't have squat. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, that's not nice. <laughs> it um, is nice. I'm trying to protect you. Wink, so, wink. But the camera's on, I so just, I can't wink. I've learned, and people, it's so true. You need to listen to your gut because anytime mm-hmm. I've had a sick feeling about somebody, mm-hmm. I've ignored those red flags, and they have always 
done something to me. No, just, and now yeah. I immediately listen when that happens. You paint the red flags green mm-hmm. and you go into yes, denial. You do. You're like, oh, I'm being over right. yeah. sensitive or not sensitive. That's not the right word. Just overthinking things. Well, what happens is it sort of gets reversed if we're honest with ourselves. At yeah. least I can be. Maybe you will be too. But a lot of times it's a mutual you know, using, you know, yeah. you might need them for something. So that's a bad. But I've had jewelry stolen from me, clothes, <clears throat> things like that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I stayed at your house, by the way, and there's there was no good jewelry for me. Okay. I <laughs> just want you to know. I did search, but there was no good. There was nothing I could have used. Look at this horrible. I have, I have my son's mood ring is now my wedding ring. So my fingers blew every day. Oh, no. Well, the other one was too thick. Oh, okay. And my wife could get it too. She doesn't care. She doesn't mm-hmm. care if I don't even wear it. But I do. the mood ring is kind of cool. Look That's at cool. it. It's a, it's, a, it's a dark blue right now. I don't it know what like that means. It looks like a wedding band. What is it? Exactly. That's where it is. It's on the wedding finger. Pisces, what does it mean when it's blue? As long know. as you're going to believe in astrology, you might as well believe in a mood ring. I don't know. <laughs> I have to look that up. You have to look that up. <laughs> well, this was a real pleasure uh, having you. We didn't get to the part, can I help you? But we've done oh. that. We've done that off the air anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Was, well, I helped you get a gig. You did. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. You're going to come yeah, back so here you in May. Did it. Yeah. I already did it. Mm-hmm. That was for a whole other reason. But uh, hopefully, uh, everybody enjoyed our show today. I certainly did. It went by really, really fast. I did too. And I'm we, like, I want to come back. You do? Yeah. Well, we can make maybe after dinner we can come back here again. Poor Sam's with you though. You your have, publicist. Do you have part two with people, or is it just? One and done. We have talked about that. Ryan has already been part two, three, four. He just jumps in on every front, every interview. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ryan O'Quinn was our third episode, but uh, yeah, listen to that one and download this one. Well, you already did, but uh, give us a good rating, right? Yeah. And you'll and we'll tag you and your what's your social I, I media? Mean, I mean, I know we talked about it a lot, but I'm like, gosh, there's like stuff we left out too. Of course, there is. There's um, always going to be. My social media, my Instagram and Twitter is Hill Will, and it's one L and Hill H I L W I L. Oh, two L's. Okay. Two Hill L's Will. and Will and one L and Hill. And you are that on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, and then Facebook so is Real Hillary Williams. Nice. You're so lucky you got to have the same. I always have to go back and do the, you know, the at sign and then put it in. Oh, it just drives me nuts. I can't stand social media. My brother-in-law media. nicknaming that years ago, Hill Will. I was like, oh, I'm using that for my social media. Not only that, use it in real life. Yeah. Ryan already said that today. Hey, what's up, Hill Will? Yeah, people <laughs> call me that all the time. I kind of like it. It's cool. Yeah. Philadelphians love nicknaming people. Yeah. So that, that's a good one. I have other ones for and you, And I'm though. verified now and oh, all legit. Oh, look at you. On Instagram? Yeah. And Twitter. Oh, I am not happy right now. <laughs> I'm still not verified on Instagram. I am really upset about this. And then you got there? Yeah. How um, did you do it? Sam did it, No, didn't she? it wasn't Sam. It was a CrowdSurf, this social media company I hired in Nashville. I'll hire them just to do that. Then I'll fire there. them the minute I see a blue check. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I heard you have to have a publicist to get a blue check. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. So you, you hired them. You use Samantha. I don't know who the hell I'm going to use, but I have to get that blue check. Yeah. I only have 6,000 followers. I can't get a lot on there. Twitter, well, Twitter I have, have a lot. Like 3,500, I think. Oh, and they give you a blue check? Yeah. And that's only going to get- I don't know how I got it. It was like a miracle. I wouldn't put it up there with the miracle of you survived the well, car accident yeah. where you lost all your blood. Well, but no, no, no. I wouldn't even put I mean, it on the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got to watch how many times you say the word miracle. Yeah. You're going to completely <laughs> cancel out the real one where you died and came back yes. and saw your, saw your grandfather and your grandmother in heaven. 
Well, listen, this is a real blast. I and mean, let's go to dinner and we'll continue this with no microphones and then we can really attack you. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, you were fantastic. And so go to the, that social media. And for us, um, yeah, please give us a rating, a, you know, a nice rating. Pass the word around. Put it on social networks. Just say, yeah, this is. We hope that this is probably one of the more different shows out there because of the way we approach it. We don't advertise, we don't promote. And each show, I had no notes for you. You know, even though yeah. I had some mental notes already, but that's the way I think a lot of our world should be is more natural. Yeah, let it flow. Let it flow, and that is part of the divine as well. You get mm -hmm. into divine flow, and natural things happen, and goodness happens, and laughter happens. We had some laughs today as well. Yes. We had no tears. Damn it. Yeah. Sometimes I bring people and to tears. Download my album on iTunes. Yes. I have an EP also I put out um, five years ago under my name Hillary Williams and. Stream my record on Spotify. That is a good... I need more followers and more streams. And that's a, you're going to get a few from my show here. And I'm telling you, she is an amazing singer. She does have the gift. It was it was passed on to her, and she's really got it, and it's fantastic. And I have a beautiful music video um, I did last year, and the song's called Crazy that came out. The Crazy? No, no, it's not like Patsy Cline or Oh, Cee not Lo that Greens, crazy. But, um... No, this song's called Crazy, and it's it's a really cool song. Is it about someone? No, it's about... I didn't write That's it. That's a song I could write, by the way. I wish I, have, I wrote I have song. plenty of candidates for that one. <laughs> no, it's about like when you're in a relationship with somebody, and you fall in and out of love. And, and you're crazy. But it's really cute. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I, can, I look forward to that. Hillary Williams was our guest today, and uh, follow her on social media. Follow us. Make sure I'm... What am I? Oh, geez. Just look it up. Craig Shaw on Instagram, Twitter. I'm the love master. And I, we have a pod. I don't know. You'll you'll see. Just pass the word, folks. Help me out. All right. I'm not asking for much. All right. You're anyway, Doctor Craig Shoemaker. It's Doctor Craig Shoemaker. Can I help you? And uh, hopefully we've helped you laugh or be inspired. Whatever it is, I doesn't have be to be Dr. so deep. Hill with all that stuff I've been through. That's exactly right. <laughs> or patient. Yeah. Patient Hill. It was great being with Patient Hill today, and uh, you all have yourself a wonderful day. See you next time. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws, and raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter, working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, mood warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say, ha ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertising, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org.